When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. From the Forever Dog Studios in Los Angeles, California, and the satellite Forever Dog Studios in Baltimore, Maryland, coming to you from the Bard Bathroom, this is Groomzilla's! And now your host, Dan Gill and Eric Dorian. Dropping it hot, Dan. What's up, dude? What's up, man? I forgot to do this. Whoa, excuse me. I had Italian last night. <laughs> welcome. Welcome, Eric. Welcome, wet heads. Welcome, all you milk duds, to another installment of Groomzilla's. Thank you once again for what's joining up, us. You? What's going on? What's up, Dan? Hey, what's up, Eric? This is, of course, the only podcast by grooms for grooms and everyone in between. That's Eric. He's in Baltimore, Skyping into the spacious Forever Dog Studios here in Los Angeles. My name is Dan. Eric, how you doing this week, What's up, man? Dan? What's going on? Oh, Dan. Oh, well, I mean, there's a lot of stuff happening. Uh, February, historically, this second week of February is my busiest time of the year. No. Uh, yeah. Um, starting off with uh, President's Day. Uh-huh. From President's Day until the fall. I mean, it's a crazy time because Valentine's Day. Yeah. And then All-Star Weekend. NBA oh, All-Star Weekend is sure, always very, sure. very huge for me. You got pitchers and catchers uh, reporting? Pitchers and catchers report. Um, still in a basketball favorite of mine. You know that basketball is my number one. Okay. Um, so it's All-Star Weekend. And also, it's Drew's birthday on the 18th, oh. always during NBA All-Star Weekend. Oh, wow. Wow, you got a you got a you got a double hander. There you got Valentine's Day and the big birthday. Yeah. That's a big that's a big week yeah. for you. You weren't kidding. Yeah. And uh let me tell you about something. Uh in the six years that Drew and I have been together, or seven years is the seventh one. Uh-huh. Um, I destroy it every time. Really? I really do. Yeah. Um well, yeah, because I'm just ready. I like I like to knock I like to kill it with Valentine's Day right away. Uh-huh. I kill it. Yeah. And then it's like fuck, you know. Wow, he really killed it. Where's it going to go from here? Um, and then, and then the birthday's right there. And then, and then, so the expectation's so low. Yeah. Whenever, you, whenever I think she gets a Valentine's Day that knocks her socks off, and she's like, "There's no way he's going to step up uh-huh. for the birthday too. He can't do the birthday and after that Valentine's Day, right? I'm going to get a dud birthday. Yeah. And then, you know, because of All Star Weekend. Uh-huh. Because I see the when the guys my favorite thing about All Star Weekend is is all the guys coming together. They have fun. And uh hanging out, being in the locker room, having fun. Yeah. Um and when I see that, it kind of gets his, it gets my juices flowing. Okay. Um to just really crush it on on uh her birthday. I really and and uh you know, it's fun. It's fun. We okay. have fun. We a lot of the guys uh coming around the locker room, guys you wouldn't see yeah. Uh, hanging out, talking, you know, it's fun. We okay. we have fun with it, so, especially with Drew's, with Drew's birthday, yeah. So one, Valentine's Day is kind of like your three-point 
competition. And then her birthday, that's the slam dunk contest. Or, or reversed? Strike that, reverse it? Um, You know, uh, me personally, I don't know if you know a lot about my makeup as a basketball player, but... Uh, you know, I'm not. I'm not out here where I'm not gonna. You're not gonna worry about me winning any uh, dunk contests. Okay. Um, but I can shoot it from distance. Uh, yeah. That's kind of that's been my hallmark and my calling card uh, since I started the game. Since I started playing the game of basketball at the age of five. Right. Um, and now I'm 35, so it's actually my 30th year of basketball. So that's wow. so. Well, uh, that's a busy week for you. Shoot, and I've been able to shoot it from deep. Uh, okay. That entire time. Yeah. Okay. Well, that sounds like well, you're ready to go. What do you do for the Valentine's Day and the weekend, just in case any of our wetheads are looking for some tips from a married man who kills it every year? That's a, this is a great that's a great question, Dan. Really knocked it out of the park yeah. uh, with that. Mm-hmm. Um, with Valentine's Day, you know, I I play by year. I play with kind of where we're at every year. You know, where we're at then. Whether I need to be traditional and yeah. I'll do a traditional. Uh, you know, Valentine, chocolate, something alive. Flowers. Some oh, sort of pl- you don't do the flowers because those are dead. Yeah. That, there's a lot of blowback against the dead flowers of late. Yeah. I mean, I'll do flowers. I'll do flowers. I mean, I don't mind watching flowers die. It's, okay. it's one of the greatest things ever. Yeah. Um, uh, and then, you know, in past years when I've been, when my financials have been more, a little bit more liquid. Okay. Um. I think it is the proper term. Yeah, liquid. liquid. Yeah, you have you have um, financials. I, you know, I like to, I like a little jewels, jewelry on Valentine's oh, wow. Day. That's usually my move. Yeah. I go, you know, I've stayed away from rings obviously in the past. Sure. Uh cuz I feel like yeah, of- I feel like rings a weird present from well, now that you're married, it, you know, unless you know, yeah, unless you it's an there. engagement ring or uh, a wedding ring. A ring is a weird romantic gift. Yeah. So I stick with. I strictly stick with uh, necklaces because Drew loves and earrings too. Yeah. Earrings, earrings, fellas. You want you? I mean, anyone who wants yeah. a gift for people who wears earrings. Uh huh. Earrings are the easiest, cheapest gift. You can really yeah. find a cool pair of earrings mm-hmm. and package them all cool. Yeah. You know. Uh huh. And get out uh, under fifteen bucks. I would say. Oh wow. Okay. If you're if you're trying to be thrifty, you know, yeah, yeah, if yeah. Thrifty. If 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 you're trying uh, to be cost effective as as much as possible, and I have been, mm-hmm. I have I've had years where I've you know again my financials have not been liquid they were not at all. liquid, yeah, right. Um, and so okay. I've had to you know a lot of there's a couple of poems, a couple of poem years. That's always a good one, right? Write uh, write something from the yeah. heart that'll cost you nothing, but you know the the yeah. uh, the intent is there, the the time, the thought. The thought, yeah, um, and the moment, and the, and the presence in the moment. I think, uh, you know, I, again, um, I've been writing poetry for as long as I've been playing basketball. So, sure, uh, poetry to me is a uh, is a second language. Okay, language so, is actually a second po- is a second poetry to me is more apt. Um, I think I followed you there. Um, one time, you know what I mean? One time, no. One time, you know what I did is I got I got Wendy an antique watch. It was like an old watch, and it was like a cool, oh, that's cool, old watch from right on Vermont. There, you know, right there in Los Feliz. That's kind of my yeah. vibe. The jewelers is now gone, but they were there since the '60s. You know, old staple Los Feliz place. Went in there, got a watch from a man with a very oh that jewel. I love that jewelry store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
It's yeah, it's gone. Yeah, it's gone. But the guy, the jeweler who worked there, had like a big growth on his face. Yeah, I think I believe Armenian. Mm, could be. Yeah. Could think, be. Yeah, Ar- Armenians have a lot of growths. There's a lot of. Uh, um, nothing against his growth. I mean, it's just that's how I remember trauma. Uh, what else is going so on? Pitchers and catchers is that report. Like, what is that? What do you do? But what do you do? Like, what's your like? Is there a thing that you do like every Valentine's Day that we yeah when you can actually, count on? actually yeah we sort of do and this started from me just being lazy probably but now it is like our fun tradition which we're going to go back to this year because we went out to dinner last year um, mm-hmm. I think we went to Little Beast you know Little Beast and uh, oh uh, oh, Eagle oh Rock? yeah I know real well oh yeah we went there Would that you? was really nice last year and uh, she yeah. wasn't expecting that I put the reservations in a couple weeks out um, <laughs> so this year we're going back to what has been our our tradition, which is just we 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 order pizzas, stay yes. in, watch watch some yeah. movies. Yes, that's cute. Um, I love that. Yeah, which was always this my is... go to. Like Valentine's yeah. Day, you know, we don't really need. It's a made up holiday, and that start of it's not. It was born out it's of cool. that. It's cool, but now it's a real thing that I'm looking forward to. Yeah, and this is your first one as a married couple. First one as a married couple. We're gonna take it easy. Mm. You know, we just celebrated the love. Yeah. Big time. Um, I'll probably I'll probably spring for some flowers. Uh, yeah. Nice little flower shop over there on Hillhurst I like. Yeah. Um, yeah. Whatever. I love flowers. Yeah. I like flowers. We have we, we have we have too many plants in the house right now. Like we have plants left over oh, from the wedding. Like I got too many plants. I can't do any more plants. We need we need way more plants. I wanna I wanna uh am I again going back to the shape of water because uh, there was a lot of plants too in the water. Mm-hmm. Um, I want a lot of plants in the bathroom. I want to like you know because it helps with breathing. No, it's I, like a little. Yeah, I'm glad you bring that up because I mentioned it in yeah. the intro, but we we haven't explained yet that you are uh, coming to us live from our satellite studios in Baltimore, Maryland, in the bar I'm bathroom. In the bathroom. You're yeah. in the you're in your bathroom. Yeah. Is that because of the everyone sings well in the shower? Is that the thinking? Yeah. Along those lines. Um, kind of. I uh I have recorded I do record music as well um mm-hmm. um and so I have recorded actually a few songs uh a couple of anthems in here uh one was like a dance pop like a euro dance pop thing okay uh and then a more understated ballad sure I've recorded yeah so I mean there's that's a full spectrum of types of songs that a person can record <laughs> Um, and I've done that both in the bathroom and I said, you know, why don't we really? do it with the, why don't we do it with the podcast? Yeah. And, and so far, you know, cause I wasn't really sure because a lot of, you know, with recording the podcast in the bathroom is kind of a don't shit where you eat thing. Yeah. Um, well, you are sitting, you're sitting on the toilet right now. You're not, yeah. Yeah. you're not using the toilet, but you're sitting on your toilet. You got a picture of no, Shakespeare behind I, you. I was gonna. I was. I thought, is this gonna make me want to go? Because usually, when I'm in the bathroom, I can't be. <laughs> well, I hope not. I can't see you I from the waist the bath- down. I don't know if you're perched and ready to go. If it comes up, say it again. Say that again. Say that again. I, I'm just. I'm just clarifying for the listening listeners at home. I can't see you from the waist down. I don't know if you're yeah. ready to go. Should not, it come up? I'm not going to the bathroom right now. I'm not going to the bathroom. <laughs> I was worried that I was going to want to. Sure. I know. That's a, yeah. 
Because I'm so busy. Okay. I uh, I'm so busy. I during my day, I don't even think about the bathroom. Um, oh, well, that's yeah. nice. But then I'll go in the bathroom just to kind of throw something away, or uh, or you know, check my hair or whatever. And I'm like, oh fuck, I need to go to the bathroom. So that was, I, you know, today sort I was very busy pa- again. I was Pavlovian. The car. You have a Pavlovian thing with that bathroom. That's what you're saying. Yeah. Our okay. whole theme for Valentine's week this week is, uh, Drew's and mine's, I'm going to say, is taking care of business. Mm, the car. TCB. The, uh, our car uh, needed a lot of attention, all kinds of attention. Okay. And so we're going to do that. On Valentine's Day, we're going to go tend to the car. Yeah. Um, and, you know, get take care of TCBY. No. Um is that not it? That's not <laughs> that's, it. I know. I think that's the yogurt it, place. I was like, "What is TCBY? That's yogurt, right?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that yogurt? TCB. Yeah, that's yogurt. TCB yeah. is just taking care of business. Elvis Presley. Yeah. Memphis Mafia. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, we got a lot to get to this week, so I feel like we should move okay. on, uh, Eric, because happy va- happy Valentine's Day, viewers and listeners. Listeners alike. By the time uh, this drops, it's over. You hope you had are a good do one. Great. I believe in you. I hope. Uh, I hope it was good for you. Uh, thanks once again for listening. A lot of things up on the plate. Um, biggest of all, which we're not going to get to directly, but down the line, um, we got to take care of this uh, this hotline issue because we had uh, some technical glitches and we got Uh-oh. in a lot we got in a lot of trouble with some with some callers. Eric, we've been complaining for weeks about how no one is calling the Hunk Hotline. Guess what? Yeah. What? Guess what? They've been calling. We just weren't listening They've to. Been- They've been calling. We have a few messages that we didn't even know we had. I knew it. See, they didn't want us to die. They didn't want us to die of too much milk. They wanted to to milk us. So we'll get to that a little later. Um, Also, we have a comedian and actor and writer friend uh, on the show today, Matt McCarthy, coming up later in the show. Oh, this is going to be great talk. I love Matt. Very, very funny dude. Very uh, cerebral. Yes, yes. And it's it's an interesting conversation. It's our most... Marinesque, I would say, of of the podcast so far. We get deep. We got deep. We got a weird. We got. We re- got. But well, everything ended up okay. Yeah. Little Pete Holmesy. Little Pete Holmesy. Little Marin. Holmesy uh, and Marin. It got real. It got real. So stick yeah. around for that. But right now, uh, it's time once again for I do's and I don'ts. Is it time for I do's and I don'ts again? It's time for I do's and I don'ts again, and I believe you want to start us off again this week with some I do's. Is that correct? Dan, guess what? I do's. All right. And well, here, we, don't, and here don't, we go now. I don't want to wait to hear this. Sorry, I I'll do's regret not hiring a, a video, videogra- videographer. Wow. Interesting. Tell me at why. Our, at the wedding. Um, what I'll tell you, the thinking, I'll start with this. I'll, I'll tell you the thinking beforehand i was like well we got a photographer yeah uh they're really good we're gonna have a bunch of people taking pictures and Mm -hmm. everyone's gonna have their phones out and there's gonna be enough video to patch together where we're gonna have stuff yeah we don't need a videographer um but i having post-wedding i'm like fuck like i really wish there was like a really good like because our wedding was so little and like so contained to one area uh-huh. like it would have been really funny just to have like security camera footage of the whole thing kind of oh, going just... off the whole time 
so there's you, a lot. I mean, there's a lot that I that I don't remember. Oh, okay. There's a lot. Like everything just feels. You know when you get like really really high, oh. and then you go get a sandwich. Yeah. And you and you go get a sandwich, and then yes. you and then you eat the sandwich. Yes. Um, and then hours later, you're like, when you went, when you go to think about your sandwich that you had. Okay. But you can't really remember it that well because you were so high. Right. Can uh, I ask you a question? Um, that was what the wedding was like. Were, so were you high? I wanted someone to be were like, you high you're really your high. You got a sandwich, huh? Were you high during your wedding? No. Okay. You just don't remember it because you were emotionally high. Yeah. I wasn't, I didn't even drink beforehand. I didn't like, I got high okay. in the morning, but like. I get high okay. every morning and it wears off around what? Nothing. I, so what? So what? Hey. I get high every single fucking morning at 35 years old. I'm unemployed. I got a podcast. Um okay. <laughs> So All right. So you don't you do's recommend getting a videographer. That's your I do's of the week. Yeah. Okay. Just a ping pong, just a ping pong back and forth with the I do's and I don'ts. I don't yeah. I don't recommend getting a videographer for a few reasons. For a few reasons. Number one, I mean, what do you do with the video afterwards? You know, you, you just watch it willy-nilly every now and then, relive your wedding day. Are you asking me the, what the purpose of a video is? Of any video? or Number two. Number two. Huh? Number two. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> this is why I don't like the videographer. The, the, or the video. I mean, by, by God, do whatever you want, of course. But here's why I don't want to have a video representation of what happened. Looking uh-huh. back, memory, mm-hmm. hindsight, it's always going to be better yeah. in your memory, in your head of heads. You know, mm-hmm. as soon as you think something was magical, and you're like, wow, that was mm-hmm. really great. Then you go back and watch the videotape. Guess what? Not as great. Not I as agree great as you remember. With, I agree with you. Because I'm, obviously it's never going to, nothing's going to live up to your memory of it. What mm-hmm. the video I think does, why I want a video is because it's just going to, it's going to be a memory jogger. It's just yeah. going to be a jumping off point where you could be like, oh shit, that's right. And then, and then you go into the, the universe yeah. of your, of your mind and, and real and memory and, and mm-hmm. reality fades away and it becomes a romantic thing and it's beautiful. Yeah. You know um, what I, you know what I do is recommend if you are going to do the videographer thing, uh-huh, uh-huh. I, I do is recommend doing that old thing they used to do in the eighties where they go around with the video camera and they're like, hey, say something to the bride and groom. And then they give you a microphone and there's like a harsh spotlight on the person. You know uh-huh. that, that style of videography? Yeah. I don't think, I think it's a lost art. I don't think people do that anymore. And I would like you know, people going around little video interviews of, hey, wish the bride and groom well. That always makes, that always makes me think of Ron Goldman. Um, yeah, that's terrible. <laughs> No, and this is not, I'm not trying to be funny. This is a thing, like, that's just the way my brain works. I just have, like, certain uh, attachments to things. And whenever Uh I think of that, and that's such a specific look, that VHS, harsh light from the camera, people kind of, like, not really knowing what to say, but they say something loving. I always think of, of, of there was, like, during the OJ, in the Made in America documentary, there's, like, footage of Ron Goldman at his sister's wedding doing that. Oh, no. You know, I just always think about that now. 
All right. Well, I'm going to retract my, my, my suggestion. I'll say I don't recommend doing the Goldman technique, which I think it's referred to. No. In, in cinema um, circles. Wait, did you, was that a do's or a don'ts? I was, that a was a deuce, and then okay. I retract. Well, it was a deuce because I said, "Do if you're going to do the videographer thing, do the do the Ron Goldman interview D- style." Dan, don't let my poison brain. Uh, well, now you me. poisoned me. It's too late. You poisoned it. That's how disease works. Um, mm-hmm. I don't. You know what I don't recommend what? is what? I don't recommend uh, telling people in the in the moment I was with it, but now post. I don't. Recommend telling people to not put to put their phones away. I want the like at the moment I was like, oh, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, everyone put their phones away. Did you this guys do that? Your fucking Instagram story. Yeah, but now I'm like, now I want to see all that shit. I want to see all that footage and put it I together. I remember you guys like, telling people to do that. Did you do that? Uh, yeah, we did. Okay, so yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna piggyback off that. I don't recommend doing that as well. I do recommend you let people do whatever the freak they want, whatever yeah. the flip they want, because yeah. I I understand people's thought process in it. Like we look, we want you to be present and yeah. experience this with us. But like you, you're turning away 25 potential angles. Yeah, I mean you're, you're you're looking at a Michael Bay shoot of like an explosion. Yeah, you could have every angle imaginable. Yeah, and they're present. Don't sit here and tell me because I have my phone out that I'm not present. Um, you always have your phone out. That that's what being present is these days. It's a new. It's the new presence. Um, it's the new present. <laughs> we thankfully uh, we have an angel. I do's recommend. I'm going to take it to. I do's recommend having uh, a brother-in-law who is pure gold. And oh, yeah, Drew's Drew's sister Sam Koshkarian. She married a, a young man who is one of the, this beautiful beacon of love and light and peace, Adam, his name is Adam Thompson, uh, <laughs> Phillies fan, big Phillies fan. Okay. Really excited about some of the foundational pieces they have over there in Philly. Sure. Um, but he recorded a bunch of, he recorded a bunch of the ceremony on his phone, uh, and he recorded a bunch of the, he recorded all the speeches. Okay. Which we so would not have, have had. You do sort of have a. You do sort of have a video. We have like the end of the ceremony and uh, and all the speeches. Yeah, but like you know, I want like you want that security cam footage for some reason. I do want security cam footage, and I wanted. And if I could have just mic'd every table, oh. um, you know, yeah, just you to get, just to pick up a little bit of shit talking and yeah, just and you stuff, can mix the levels in and out, do a little pocket, Robert you know? Altman style. Something, something uh, for mixture. something for the sequel. Something for the sequel. Okay, all right. Well, I think that's a good I do's and I don'ts. Uh, I guess I should end on it since you started, but I don't really have anything. So I would say that I was don'ts. by far the best I do's and I don'ts we've had so it was, far. Yeah, it was actually real. <laughs> I don't <laughs> recommend. Um, saying anything else because that was a great I do's and I don'ts. This has been I do's and I don'ts. Uh, Thanks once again for listening to Groomzillas. This is Groomzillas. we got a lot more coming up, including that hotline, which once again, in case you have not called in yet or have you been ignored in the past, hit us up on the Groomzillas hotline. Any advice you need, any questions you want answered, 626-765- 4995 or groomzillas at gmail.com. Eric, we'll be right back to listen to some of those voicemails. You excited? I love you, Dan. Thank you. I am excited. Love you too. Talk to you soon. All right. Welcome back to Groomzillas. 
Eric, get your udders ready, baby, because we have some milk to dispense. Are you ready for this? I'm ready to seep out all the liquid I got in me. Oh, boy, that's a good visual. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. Before before we get into uh, listening to the voicemails, I want to bring in producer Brett, because uh, there was a little bit of a snafu these past few weeks. We've been, yeah. you know, we've, you know, you've been listening. We've been asking you to call in 626-765-4995 or groomzillas yeah. at gmail.com. Yeah. And each and every week we turn up. And I turn to producer Brett and I say, producer Brett, are there any known, are there any new messages? And producer Brett yeah. turns to me with a with a poker no. face and he says, "What does he say, Eric?" He says, "No, there are not." And then he plays this for me. You have no messages. So I am to believe that my I, producer Brett, he wouldn't lead us astray, Dan, knowingly. Dan, right? if I can jump in here for a second, I that no new messages. Uh, mm-hmm. When you played that, that sounded very familiar. And yeah. and I'll tell you why it sounded familiar is because that's what Brett would would play. That's what I thought was yeah. reality. Yeah, I want I want the listeners to know. I want you wetheads to know. You milkheads to know. This is not on me. It's not on Eric. It is squarely on producer Brett's shoulders. And you know what yeah. he did with it? Mm-hmm. He took it and ran mm-hmm. with it for his own benefit. He's like, yeah. well, if no one else is going to call in, I guess I'll yeah. get on the mic and the. Uh, just like a I'll... just like a Georgia bulldog to take it to the big house. <laughs> I guess I guess I'll be part of the show if you need me to. Since no one's calling in, I'll get in and be part of the show. And I would just like to bring on producer Brett right now and ask him, producer Brett, what's the what's the deal? Um, well, guys, I I uh, you know I certainly uh, come on the show this week with my tail between my legs. I mean, there's not a whole lot to. For me to uh, say in defense of myself, um, uh, I will do my best to to, to explain, uh, you know, how how we got to this point. But um, all I can say out of the gate is I just I got addicted to the milk. Okay, okay. Well, first yeah. of all, I appreciate the yeah. honesty. He's own, he's owning up yeah. to it, Eric. This is how yeah. this is how you apologize these days. You admit fault. Yeah. Uh, you apologize. He got, a, he got addicted to the milk. Got to get di- addicted to the milk, which I, you, we can't blame him for that, right, no. Eric? I mean, no, it's. Just, I mean, I can't. I'm not going to sit here and blame anyone for getting addicted to the milk when the milk is, uh, you know, that knowledge, that stuff, that whatever, yeah. that intangible thing that people, you know, that what we were giving our this listeners is pure, the this is the pure, nutrients, you know. I don't even know if it's pasteurized. I don't know if that makes it better or not, but it's really good milk. And it was uh, really good milk. That, Brett. Um, no, so, I, I can I can attest. It's fully pasteurized, uh, vitamin enriched. I mean, it, yeah. it's really quality milk, and it's hard. But I'm going to be honest. Once you got a taste of it, yeah, it's really no, it's I mean, hard. It is hard. But yeah, I want to commend yeah. you for 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 stopping when you stopped for stopping yeah. this uh, charade, this uh, well, rouge. Uh, I was uh, yeah. to you know. It could have, it's, you know, when, when there's so much milk, yeah. all we the, gotta get, it's a very slippery slope. And I think it, had this progressed, the charade, the rouge, yeah. had yeah. it progressed uh, further, uh-huh. I think we would have had a very, very, very wet, milky mess. Yeah. Um, the thing, I mean, the truth of it up. is, he's, yeah. he stepped up and he's acknowledging fault, yeah. but the truth is, we have enough milk to go around. Yeah. I mean, we could have been yeah. we could have been milking throwing milk on you. We could have been yeah. throwing milk on the on the voicemail. You, there was no need for sabotage no. on your end. No. Um 
Well, I mean, it wasn't, you know, and, and I have to say it was kind of a, um, you know, I was getting, uh, um, I, I feel like I was pumping into two veins at once. Uh, yeah. you know, if we want to continue the, the addiction yeah. uh, analogy, I was, yeah. I, I, you know, your guys's, um, uh, advice, your, your milk as we're calling it was certainly, uh, addicting, um, and was the kind of the sweeter uh, addiction, I think, but also just, um, the, the podcast spotlight. I mean, I've been over yeah. there every yeah. week, every day, yeah. you know, for the past, uh, you know, year, mm-hmm. um, you know, producing podcasts, you know, just sitting there as, as guest after guest and, and town and comedian after town and comedian cycles yeah. in out of this, out of the, you didn't the like spacious being behind studio. The you wanted a piece of it. I thought you I wanted did, a piece you know, of it. I thought that was my, uh, my preferred, uh, location, but as soon as, Correct. um, but yeah, I, uh, you know, I, I thought that that was the more natural fit for me back mm-hmm. there. I certainly, uh-huh. yeah. you know, um, I'm not a born performer or anything, but, um, you I don't have to tell us, Brett. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, that's, you know, and that, that's fair for you to take those shots. I mean, certainly, you know, I, I had it coming, uh, the way I've behaved with this whole voicemail thing. I'm um, curious. Yeah, no, I, I can tell. I mean, it's, yeah. I've never, uh, I've never heard Dan this angry. At oh, come all. on. I'm the Ever. mean one. Everyone knows that. And I'll we dress were you at, down. We were at Cheesecake Factory once uh, mm-hmm. when uh, the uh, the gentleman server, the waiter, uh, Adam, I believe is his name, forgot yeah. the ranch dressing right. uh, f- for his chicken littles. And well, guess who told him twice last time. that he wanted a side of ranch? Yeah, that's but the last time. Yeah, I reminded him twice, but, and then but Adam, Brett, you know this little yeah. corp. Let's not talk about that. Yeah. Let's talk about the milk. What was the problem? Or was it just an overlooking situation? Or were you truly sabotaging the podcast that you produce? Because that seems like a weird... Well, I mean, I will say to my defense, let's wait and see what these voicemails, you know, let's let the listeners decide. Because I, I mean, look, you guys are giving me milk. I was giving you guys a lot of material. I mean, as (laughs) soon as... (laughs) It's true. You know, I mean, I don't... I I, I honestly, I think it was a, you know, if, if, if... you want to know my real thinking. It was just a lot of things at once. I liked the milk. I needed the milk. Yep. I liked being on mic. I liked being part of the podcast. And yeah. I felt like it was a two-way street. I wasn't coming on here asking you, you know, um, what what kind of, uh, you know, seating arrangement, you yeah. know, would, would be well, ideal. You know, yeah. I literally I put, I put you on on the phone with my father-in-law in yeah. prison, yeah. you know, so I feel like... Uh, maybe this mea culpa, this like, you know, walk of shame that you've forced me to come on here is maybe a little overstated. I feel like maybe. I don't think it is. You know, I think that, it was called for. I think we were all in this together in a way, if not. I thought we were. Consciously, maybe. If I can implicit. be a bridge of, uh, if I can just jump in here right now and be a bridge of peace and understanding and uh, brotherhood. Uh, listen, from the beginning, you know, the milk has always been a communal beverage. Um, it has always been there, not, I've always seen, uh, myself as a cow who has this abundance of milk, but I never saw myself as a host of a podcast or a man, uh, or a woman or anything else. I saw myself as a public servant first. And my service was that this milk was there that I had that I wanted to share with the world because, and I'm going to say it. Yeah, I have an agenda. Sure. My agenda is to to enlighten masculinity to become something else. And the milk was a part of that. And I think once you get a little bit of that milk, I think it's perfectly uh, understandable for you to want to hoard it, for you to want to just be just drinking it all the time. 
like a yeah, good yeah. boy because we want yeah. good, good boys, you know. He did finish his milk. I will say that about Brett. He yeah. drank all his milk. He drank all his milk. And I love good boys. And they cleared his and, plate. And Dan, what I'll tell you is that your feelings are valid. You have every right to be angry. Um, but <laughs> we are a team. We are a team. We are a family. Producer Brett is a big part of uh, Groomzilla's. Of course. And and the most important thing, we're losing side of the most important thing is now we have messages yeah we do we have voice messages and we, we have, have them and we don't have to oh. yell at our here's here's why i take take issue with it we've been yelling at our listeners for four weeks berating them telling but I them knew. you have you are letting us down week after week we say thanks for listening you disappoint us and that's i don't know whose fault it is i'm not going to say it's producer brett's fault everyone is to blame the buck stops I guess it stops here, but Brett and I are both sitting here, so I don't know who's to blame. I uh, do, I do regret that aspect of it. I say, in retrospect, I, I think we had something very magical going on, just the three of us. Uh, but I, I it, do regret, as the producer of the show, I regret that our listeners uh, were the victims of that, yeah. of that magic. Um, we got sidetracked. This isn't a yeah. derailment. We haven't, no. we haven't and lost we'll come our back path. To Brett we just got Brett sidetracked. We, is, we, you know. Yeah, we, Brett's we, still engaged. Brett's yeah. still going to have some just, issues. He's going to get back need, on the road. He's still going to need some milk in the future, and we're going to bring him in. And again, if I can sure. make a prediction here, I think you're going to be back sooner rather than later <laughs> once we hear the quality you of these voicemails. Do you hear that, listeners? Do you hear that, wetheads? Dear Milk Duds, producer Brett is calling you out. He's saying they got nothing. They're bringing nothing to the table. Old producer Brett should be on the mic every week because these listeners are going to disappoint you. That's what producer Brett just said. That to me, that's is, to me that's addict talk. That's addict talk. That's addict behavior. Um, and prove him wrong. Prove him wrong. Six two six seven six five forty nine ninety five. Groomzillas at gmail Now, shall we get into the voicemails? I can't wait. I okay. cannot wait. I'm going to lose it. Producer Brett. Uh, I'm going to share with the world what you've been keeping from this, this entire time, uh, with your selfishness and your, um, ineptitude. I'm not going to call you a bad producer, but he's off the mic now. So I'm just going to ramble a little bit. Um, slow witted comes to mind. Um, not necessarily about Brett, but just about the way he's been. I think things. this, this, can I say something? Can, I think you're being really, uh, too hard on producer Brett. I don't think that he's slow-witted or, or malicious. I think that he was just a cornered animal. Uh, some so sort of a, a feral like producer? a beast. Yeah, a, a hungry, ravaged beast. Uh, as long as he's was, not rabid. Who had to f- fight out of his way. He had to fight his way out of this circumstance that he was in. And he, that's what he did. Him, we should have asked him what's going on with uh, his father-in-law, Kevin, because that's... Uh, it's a great thread. Glad he, glad yeah. he shared that with us. Glad he opened yeah. up. Yeah, uh, let's let's beautiful. listen to our first voicemail. This is, uh, I don't know what this is. Let's listen to this. Hello, this is my name is Diego Atucci. Uh, I call her because I love the groom dealer, the podcast. I love to listen to it when I go to sleep because of the host, Daniel. I love Daniel. I love his voice. It makes me go to sleep at night because nothing else can. I don't like the other guy, Eric. 
<laughs> she is a very bad man. I only like Bengil. Thank you very much for this podcast. Oh. Okay, that wasn't really a question. No. Was that Andy Kaufman's character from Taxi? <laughs> I think that was, uh, what was his name? Latka? Latka, yeah. uh, First of all. um, God, what an angry person. If the the rest of these are going to be like that, a thousand apologies to Brett, producer Brett, because this is just, uh, that was low quality, low rent. And whoever is uh, calling in, whoever that was, Mm. which, you know, who's to say who that was? What do you um, mean? What is it? What is this tone in your voice? What is that? I don't. Do you, I don't believe don't that know. was These a man. Are anonymous na- calls. The guy said his name is Diego Ducci. That's what <laughs> his name was. He was clearly sure. sounded like he was not from around here. Sure. Uh, you know, I don't yep. understand. We, I don't want to no. implicate. I don't want to implicate or alienate our listeners right now. This is a very no, very. Uh, Diego, if you're out there, let me say thank you for the compliments. On uh, it seemed to like me more than he liked you. He he seemed to puh, puh, he he spit a little. It was bit. spitting. That's what I thought it yeah. was. I thought it was. Yeah. This, listen, this is a very 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 critical juncture in uh, masculinity. The ideas of masculinity about gender roles and stuff like that. And uh-huh. so I don't want to push anybody away. I want to listen. Yeah. I want to listen. I want to heal. Because yeah, there's, yeah. we got to do something. And well, let's guys, move on. I mean, yeah. Diego was just complimenting me. It sounded like it sounds like I put him to sleep. So you're welcome for that, Diego. Ducci. Gucci. Oh no, no, okay. dude, with a D. Diego Ducci. Yeah, did you? Yeah, that's what he said. Ducci. D U C C I, I believe. That's what. Uh, where did you, did you record that in the bathroom, or was that in somewhere else around your house? Excuse me. Moving on. Let's move on. We got we got a couple more to go through here. Um, I think some of these are going to be from my wife because she yelled at me the past few weeks. So let's see if this is your better half, I believe. And it's not even close. Yes. Hi, Dan and Eric. It's Wendy. (laughs) Um, I was just calling to get some tips on how to get your husband to write thank you cards. Wow. Um, And I really like your hotline. Uh, Maybe you guys can help me out with that. Bye. Wow. wow. Okay. So just putting my feet to the fire there. Thanks, Wendy. Thanks for calling in. Again, yeah. as I told you, we, we do want real callers and we don't want, um, you know, I mean, that was a good question. It's It seems like she's calling me out on my own podcast, but that's fair. I haven't gotten around to writing the thank you cards. Eric, I'll let you take this one since it has to do with me. Do you have any advice on how to get your husband to write thank you cards? Um, You know, I think... Definitely calling into his podcast is a good start. Um, Probably (laughs) stepping that up a little bit uh, with, uh, I think, more, I think, notes. I think the only way to get notes out of someone who doesn't want to write notes is to give them notes, you know? I think, uh, Wendy, if you're listening at home, I would say, you know, write your husband little notes uh, all day, every day, like, you know. Make them real passive aggressive or just aggressive, uh, like sure. your voicemail was. Um, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So notes. That's good advice. Uh, so you. if you're out there and you're listening and you're recently married and your husband's not pulling his weight on writing the thank you cards, number one, call into his podcast and yeah. ask as him often as possible. As often as possible. It doesn't matter what his mm. podcast theme is. Uh, just yeah. call into the podcast and ask him that way. Or as Eric suggests, leave notes. 
passive aggressive yeah. or straight up aggressive notes to get the thank you yeah. cards done. Um, so thank you for calling in, Wendy. Uh, also, if I can you? say, and also, uh, Wendy, if you have any ideas about the best way to display uh, these wonderful uh, Polaroids that you took from our wedding, let me know. Call hmm. back, leave a voicemail with, an, okay. with some advice on that. All right. Well, she doesn't have to call in every week, but if she if she wants to, she can. Uh, I think she could. <laughs> let's listen to this next voicemail. It might be her again. Hey, Eric and Dan. It's Wendy. Um, I just wanted to say that Eric's suit looked amazing. Didn't notice the pants problem. Okay. Um, that's it. Bye. Okay. I remember this. Eric, you were talking about how your tuxedo pants didn't fit that well at yeah. the wedding. Yeah. So Wendy just called in to say they looked fine. Which is okay. Thank you, Wendy. That was. Um, she, let's move on. Stuff. Incredible got, stuff. You really got married two up. more. And no she kidding. really married I, down. I should finish those thank you notes. Yeah, she's. What's wrong with her that she has to scrape the bottom of the barrel? That's what I'm waiting to find out. Hey, you almost got in a Super Bowl commercial. <laughs> <laughs> One more, we got two more here this week, and then we're going to move on. This is, uh, again, the Hunk Hotline, 626-765-4995. Or, this could be you next week. This could be you. Call in, leave a voicemail. We'll throw you on air. Uh, so this is another voicemail. Don't know what this is. Let's listen. Am I on? Am I on? You guys need to get an outgoing message. Got to make it personalized. And kind of feeling like I'm calling a random Google number and this is all going to be lost to some guy who set up a Google account and never checks it. Hey, uh, long-time listener, first-time caller. This is Jeff Wattenhofer from the Exit Strategy oh, Podcast. Wow. Available oh, wow. On iTunes. Rate review, rate, review, and subscribe, please. Uh, thanks for the shout out a couple weeks ago, fellas. I just got engaged. Mm. Where do I start? It's overwhelming. We just started making a guest list. Should I, who should, what should I do? How many people should be on it? Should I, should I have slots available? That I can give away that for people that I'm not even accounting for? Do I need a buffer zone? Help me out. All right, I gotta head well, over to Walgreens. I'm gonna get some sushi. Okay. Well, what? Well, first Walgreens of Walgreens to get sushi. Good wow. God! What a mess that guy was, huh? That's I think that's comedian and uh, host of the podcast Exit Strategist Jeff Wattenhofer. Yes. Uh, Fr- screaming friend, out. Friend I mean, he show. was. That's. I feel like that was almost a nine one one call. That guy needs help. He's lost, number yeah. one. As soon as he plugged his own podcast, yeah. he seemed to be totally lost about what to say. Also, you know, um, sushi. I mean, you know. Sushi at Walgreens. I don't know what Jeff is up to. But well, he brings up a, a, a topic we keep coming back to here on Groomzilla's, mm-hmm, Eric, which is mm-hmm. the guest list. Yeah. And I will talk about this until I'm blue in the face, this mm-hmm. guest list. Invite uh, everybody. Hands down, everybody. The, not only I think the worst part of of, yeah. a, of a wedding uh, of getting married, uh, but I would say maybe the only bad part. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a it, nightmare. The, I, I'll say this again. I told Jeff at your wedding. I, mm. I should Jeff should have been at my wedding. He wasn't. There's like a, a handful of other people who were on the Oof. edge and didn't come. Oof. Invite everybody. Who the hell cares? I mean, it, as long everyone. as you can afford it. Don't. There's no reason. It's a giant party. You want everyone there, yeah. unless there's like yeah. financial restrictions. Invite mm-hmm. as many people as you can. And then take your pants off and dance because it's a goddamn party. Right, Eric? Yeah. Wouldn't you say the same thing? 
It's a party. Invite everyone. There's off the top of my head right now. I can name probably like twenty people that I wish were at my exactly. was at my wedding. Right at the top, Catherine Hahn, actress. Um, oh, you know, I, I think Jeff's gonna be fine. Yeah, you know, if he follows his heart, and I think one part of the guest list thing is is like one advice I would give Jeff if he's listening uh, is. Play to your strengths, but more importantly, play off of your partner's strengths. And mm. if and if mm. if guest listing is not really going to be your strength, like if you're going to be if you're going to cut too sharp, yeah, step back. I think you know maybe let yeah. uh, your partner take the lead on it, but obviously, obviously sure. contribute. Of course, it's a it's a it's a very touchy thing. You just have to make a decision about which way you're going to go. Are you going to keep it small? Then that's easy. I keep think it, keep it if I know Jeff Wattenhofer, uh, his wedding's going to be him, his uh, his partner, and Elliot Gould. That guy does not like a lot of people. Um, no. no. Burned a lot of bridges in this yeah. town, too, if yeah. I can say. His podcast. Um, his podcast is very, very inflammatory. Very yeah. inflammatory against um, everything. So, yeah. I mean, Jeff, whatever, whatever you're thinking, I'm sure you probably have that primary list, then the B list, then the C list. If you can, if you can, if you can sort it out, try to get them all. Because you, here's here's another thing that's going to happen: uh, the week of the wedding, you know, even people that were never even waffled about, people you knew had to be there, they're going to drop out. You always have yeah. some people the week of who can't even come. So make sure all the cool people dropped out of of my wedding week week leading up to. I was I was at your wedding. Uh huh. Um, if I could, and one last thing, and this is not. Directed at Jeff, although a lot of people are going to think it is. Uh, this mm. is not about Jeff. Guys, okay. please. Guys and gals, do not get engaged just to get on our podcast. Yeah. We will. If you, we, I know every, everybody wants to get on Groomzilla's podcast. Don't yep. get engaged just to yeah. get on a podcast. Just for that. Ridiculous. That's not a reason to marry someone. And it's, I mean, I've talked to Jeff about this. I've talked to Amber about this. They both know mm-hmm. that's why mm-hmm. Jeff got down on one knee and proposed. Yeah. And Amber, you know, can I just say, Amber, Kenny, uh, Jeff's fiance, not a great, not a great reason for Jeff to be proposing, you know, just yeah. to come in here to the Spacious Forever Dog Studios. And yeah. for that reason, I mean, Eric, she's I'm going to humbly money. suggest. She's, she's got money. I'm going to humbly suggest that, uh, we have Amber on long before we have Jeff on. If we ever do have Jeff on, I don't think we do have a Jeff on um, right now. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I don't know. I'm, 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 I my mind may uh, change, but Amber Kenny's, you know, she's Amber got Kenny, the total package. Yeah, I think Amber, Amber Kenny de- definitely should have on the show. Um, do also, we have another voicemail? Jeff, we got one more voicemail. I just want to say Jeff might not make it if he's eating Walgreens sushi. Um, might even yeah. What a desperate. That's what I. As soon as I heard Walgreens sushi, I wanted to book a flight back to Los Angeles and put him in a halfway house or something. Wherever um, we're gonna take Brett. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Uh, do you, do you take addicts to halfway houses? I don't think that's where they go. But um, uh, no, halfway houses is new club. Uh, oh yeah, with oh they're shooting milk in Manhattan. Milk yeah, milk. it's yeah. a new milk club in Manhattan. It's called Halfway House. Um, thank you, Stefan. We got one more voicemail here. Uh, but thanks once again to Jeff Wattenhofer of Exit Strategy for calling in. Make sure you listen to his podcast. This is our last voicemail. Let's see what we got here. <laughs> Did you say thank you, Stefan? 
last one, Eric. Get your milk ready. Hey, guys. Uh, long-time listener, first-time caller. Um, so, uh, my name is Chandler, big fan. Um, I'm about to marry the love of my life. Her name's Monica, and we have a bit of a problem. Uh, my, my good buddy, who also happens to be her brother, my future brother-in-law, it has recently come to our attention that he is learning how to play the bagpipes so he can play the bagpipes at our wedding. And we can't figure out how to tell him, Ross, listen, buddy, you can't play bagpipes at the wedding. That's just not going to fly, but we don't want to break his heart. So, you know, what do you think? How do, how do I tell him that he can't do that? Uh, we'd still like mm. him involved. I guess that's a bigger question. How do you decide who gets to be involved, who gets to give toasts, mm. who doesn't, et cetera, et cetera? Because I know you guys had a lot of other friends involved in your weddings. And, uh, yeah, I'd love to get your opinion on how I can tell him he can't play the bagpipes at our wedding because I love Monica and I'm Chandler. <laughs> wow. Well, that, that, was, uh, that was Chandler Bing. Could you, could you that voicemail be that? more transparent? <laughs> no, he said that was Chandler. Um, the first of Mary, all, thank you for calling Chandler. That's the yeah. first call we've gotten aside from Diego, which I'm not sure if that was a Diego, but that's the first one we've gotten who is. I don't understand where you're. A I, real I'm trying to. I'm trying to think that you have something against Italians. No, no, from Diego Ducci. Yeah. No, Diego Ducci's fine. Let's talk about Chandler, though, because uh-huh. Wendy is that's my wife. That's inside baseball. That doesn't count. Jeff was calling to plug his own podcast. Mm-hmm. Diego Ducci, uh, you know, that's just Andy Kaufman. He's still alive. I'm saying it. Kaufman's still alive. Um, but this one, this one is actually someone in in need of milk. Eric, yeah. he's got this. He's got this wife named Monica. I think it was his name was Chandler. Yeah, and, and his uh, buddies and and Monica's brother slash his friend. Uh, yeah, or buddy, um, I couldn't tell. Uh, but he wants to play the bagpipes. It sounds yeah. Like. Um, so that's interesting. Uh, that brings up a, an interesting. Uh, can I have a lot of thoughts on this? If I can jump in, Dan, jump um, in, buddy. Off the bat, first of all, Chan Chan, uh, you got to remember that this day is about you and Monica. It's not anywhere near about Ross. Um, and on, and that's number one. Number two, um, a person. Who wants to play bagpipe at a wedding probably doesn't have a really good history with performing well at weddings. That sounds to right. me like someone who doesn't understand what a wedding is about. Because bagpipes to me are more a funeral instrument. Sure. Yeah. You know? I can see that. Uh, yeah. Or military. Like, I, I want to hear a bagpipe before I'm, I'm about to go to war. Or I'm about to die. Or I'm about to put my fucking Uncle Patty uh, in the ground. Uh, Scottish-Irish. <laughs> Scottish-Irish. Um, right. Yeah. All right. So you're saying you know, Chandler, Chandler just tells Ross, no. I'm, I'm saying that Ross, I'm, I'm saying that Ross sub, subconsciously uh, is not only trying to make this wedding about him, but he's trying to sabotage your wedding because he probably has had one maybe two terrible weddings in his past yeah this ross guy sounds like someone you should distance yourself with you call him a friend but i don't know um you know will he be there for you when the rain starts to pour that's what that's my question yeah um and it's hard to say so sometimes it's, bring sometimes it's not going to be your day your week your month or even your year your year um, right you know but 
again, Ross I'll be so, there for you. I, I would even say, is Ross even should Ross even be invited to the wedding, or should you just write Ross out of your wedding and just cast a black guy? Whoa, interesting. So, mm, okay, um, I'm curious to see, I'm curious just to know what who's performing at the wedding and who's marrying them, and if he's going to be dressed up in an old timey war uniform, or if he's going to be saying, able to get off set. I'm saying Joey. that you should invite uh, Kyle, who has been living single this entire time, to your okay. wedding. Okay. Okay. Kyle. Well, thanks anyway, Chandler, uh, Chan Chan, for calling in. We hope we helped. Call um, back. I'm not sure. I like the I like the cut of that guy's jib. Uh, Monica yeah. sounds great. Please call back, Chandler. Could he be any more funny, Chandler? I mean, bingo. Uh, this has been, what do we, we don't even have a name for this segment. This has been milk, 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 milkmen. What do you want to call this segment, Eric? This is, uh, you know, nurse, uh, nursing, wet nurses. <laughs> <laughs> Nursing the milk. We gave you the milk. And again, please do call in, uh, with your advice, uh, not your advice, your questions. And we'll give you the advice, AKA the milk. We will nurse you on nursing with Dan and Eric. That number again is 626-765-4995. Producer Brett's jumping in back in here. He seems to have something he wants to wants to sabotage. If here. I can make a recommendation, I think we should call this segment underwhelming. Jesus Christ. Wow. Is he I don't know where this is coming from, and I don't know how many more messages he's gonna block going forward because he wants to get on the mic and attempt at being entertaining. This is like Julian. Wow. He, you know, it reminds me of Julian Assange. Okay. He's kind of he's he's uh, created this empire that he feels in his mind, uh, mm-hmm. and he's kind of he's kind of he's you know he's folding yeah. in on himself. I'm really worried about producer Brett. He seems really. Are there angry. other producers here at Forever Dog that we can work with at the Spacious Forever Dog Studios? We got we got an intern now. I, we got intern Janar here. Maybe we can bump him up. Hi, Janar. Um, I, Janar seems great. He seems really positive. And you know what? He is really positive. He's he's young. He's hungry. And you know what he's not doing? He's not jumping on the mic without without invitation. Like it's his own goddamn podcast. Yeah. And also he's remember he's for you know Janar knows. That there's plenty of milk to go around, and you don't yep. have to act like a goddamn uh, possum uh, every <laughs> single time somebody else wants a little bit of milk. I don't know if he's playing possum. He's he's not rolling I'm over not saying, playing dead. I'm not. Say, I'm not saying I, you misheard. I'm not saying he's playing possum. I think he okay. is acting he's like being. a goddamn savage, rabid possum. Oh, a rabid possum. Okay. All Do right. You don't well, have that a lot of. Was- let me get out of the segment. We got we gotta keep moving. That was uh the hunk hotline. Uh, that number again, 626-765-4995, or hit us up at groomzillas at gmail.com if you're too shy to Dot leave com. a message. <laughs> we'll be right back with Matt McCarthy. Welcome back to Groomzillas. Eric, how are you? Dan Gill, I am uh great. I'm ready for anything. You well, you better be ready for anything because this week on the podcast we have comedian and actor Matt McCarthy. Oh, he's very funny. Uh, Matt McCarthy, always very funny. You can currently see him in Comedy Central's Corporate. Uh, very funny show, I recommend. Um, this conversation got pretty real uh, pretty fast, didn't it, Eric? Uh, it did. 
It did, and I like those conversations. I this is a type of conversation yeah. uh, that a lot of dudes need to be starting to have in locker rooms and green rooms and milk rooms and okay, mm-hmm. uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, gotta, this is, it, we're going to submit this one for yeah, a podcast. It's going to be uncomfortable. Uh, it's going to be real. F- let's let's have these settle talks. In. Let's have a talk. Settle in for uh, Groomzilla's time with Matt McCarthy. All right. Welcome back to Groomzilla's. We are sitting here with the great Matt McCarthy. Matt, how are you? I'm wonderful. How are you? Hey. Thanks for thanks for doing the, the podcast. Thank you for having me. Um, you're a married man. Very. This, this is Hell yeah, very dude. married. You're very married. Very married. <laughs> is that is that is there something different that I don't know coming down the pike to be very married? Are you currently married? I'm just I'm just married. Are you just know. married? Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe someday you'll get there. It's a th- it's a thirty dollar fee. You just give the clerk. Oh, it's just, it's like a pool fee. You want to get very yeah. married. Yeah. But it, <laughs> oh, okay. it, it's like time release. It kicks in after, how long have you been married, Matt? Uh, very married. Very yeah. married. <laughs> I'm very married. I've been married um, six years yeah. and we've been together 10. Okay. What's your wife's name? Glennis. Glennis? Yeah. Okay. How'd you guys meet? Uh, comedy in New York. Oh, okay. Yeah. So she's a stand-up also? No, she did a lot of improv, musical improv. And okay. um, so we met, you know, kind of in those circles. Yeah. How long have you been in L.A.? I've been in L.A. since the um, since November 2012. Since right before the world ended. <laughs> right before the world was supposed to end. Right. Okay. Um, um, I've seen... I've only ever seen your wife perform, Gladys perform once, but it blew me away. She's so funny. She's amazing. Yeah. She was, I've She's never a- seen anything like that before. It was really great. I was at like an open mic too, and I was like, what the fuck is that? That's cool. <laughs> I'm, I'm into that art. Yeah, she's done some stand-up, but um, yeah. it, it wasn't her. Yeah. But she goes to open mics and does what she does? She's, well, we had our son, good. who's two now, and then... Now she's going back to school and trying to figure out what it is she wants to do. She just... Me too, man. Good for her. Right? Yeah. What she just got do? burned out on performing and, yeah. you know, kind of sick of... I mean, it's... I try it's to not empathize. for everyone. Yeah, it's not for everyone, but it's also... It's particularly uncomfortable for women. Yeah. Oh, right. You know? Yeah. Just, I mean, she'll get an audition and be like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. But she's good. She's she's like one of the, if not the funniest person I've ever met. I mean, she's yeah. so fuck like effortlessly funny. Yeah. Yeah. What, what do you think is stressful about the audition for her? Is it just like the idea? Of- uh, like I can just throw on a shirt and go. Yeah, right. Yeah. I think about that all the time when yeah. I go to an audition because like women, I, maybe they yeah. don't have to. Maybe they do. Maybe they feel like they have to. But they like. I'm sure it takes an hour at least. They do their hair, their makeup. They got their yeah. outfit on. Because it doesn't matter how good they are. They're they're so severely judged. Yeah, you know, and objectified and sexualized. And yeah, yeah. So she's just she hates that. And yeah, and I the, the age thing is also a thing. It's like I feel like there's right casting involved. Like the casting of women in their age is just has just been so fucked for so long and not equal. Which yeah. actually. Now that I think about it, she just mentioned to me the other day, She, the audition she didn't want to go to, she went, ran into a guy that she used to do improv with years ago. Yeah. And was like, you got to come 
perform with my team. Oh, nice. And so she's like, all right, fuck you, universe. I get it. <laughs> I'll get back out there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good. Uh, yeah, because, I mean, it's, you know, you can't, you can encourage people, but, I mean, you know, yeah. it's got to be up to them. Right. I mean, it's cool that she has a kind of, she's, she's got you as a way of in, like, getting in if she does want to, like, Right, she's not totally whenever. disconnected yeah. from the world. Yeah. It's great. That's very true. Um, it's a it's a weird time for performing con- like performance, <laughs> especially in stand up. Uh, yeah, I've I mean I've definitely have gone through some of that stuff recently with like, do I really? I mean, is it for me? Me like you know, the the performing yeah. stand up stuff. I mean, every I did sauce the other night and it was like, yeah, yeah you were great. Thank you, and it, like it went great, and I'm like, yeah, I fucking love this, and then yeah. like. Like maybe one thing didn't get as big as reaction as it normally does, yeah. And then immediately in my head, I'm like, ah, I don't want to fucking do this. <laughs> it's yeah. funny, and I've been I've been yeah. doing stand up for you know this summer will be 15 years. Fuck yeah, you know? that's Eric's former show, you know. Oh right, right, right. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Um, yeah, well, I didn't want because I didn't want to do it when I came back. I really wanted to just be like, is it okay if I just go if I get called up and I just go up there and I just leave? Yeah, would that be? What am I? And they're like, no, that's not funny. You should do. That. I um, <laughs> I stopped trying to uh, you know, when you go to another place and you try to get stage time, like if you go to New York for right. a week or something. When I when I gave up that dream to like just stop trying to get on shows and do mics, it was so I could just go on vacation. Yeah, like I'm just gonna go to the town. And right. Leave. Yeah. Um, but then you feel guilty. Well, it's just it. I, I get that. Yeah, I don't. I mean, lately I've just been feeling like stand up is such a. It's kind of like the punk rock of all comedy, you know. No, I didn't say alt. Did I say alt or all? I said all comedy. <laughs> like stand up's kind of like the visceral one. You got to have that kind of hunger for it, and mm-hmm. I think it's, it's on for like hunger. yeah, younger people whose voices haven't been heard should get out there. You don't want to hear me talking about I, I want to hear tuna you. fish. Right. We'll talking oh, about your tuna, tuna fish, fish sandwiches. Great. I love that tuna bit. Yeah, I realize I've kind of turned a corner lately where I'm like, I'm comfortable with the idea of just kind of doing it for myself again. Yeah. Yeah. Because when I started, it was like. And you like, can always do that. You can just go to open mic and do that whenever. Right. Yeah. Because it was it, when it stopped, when it started being kind of not as fun was yeah. when it was you know turning into a business yeah. and it was like you know like the the motivation behind getting on stage had changed right and i didn't enjoy that aspect as much yeah yeah i mean i always enjoyed doing it there's never been a time where i like just hated stand-up but it's, yeah uh, the it changed and the the joy kind of came. Yeah, you you want to get on all, all the cool shows and yeah, why right. is that person on that show and not me? <clears throat> right, you know, and compare and despair and yeah. it's just well, I no think fun it, in that. Yeah, and your priorities change as you get older, and it's weird. Like, I mean, that's true. I had a kid, and you know, yeah. I, it, it became drastically apparent what's actually important in life. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but well, it's one of those things. I've never done the I, I've done the road here and there, but I've never made money doing the road. I've always. Right almost very quickly just started booking acting stuff yeah and yeah. just paid the bills that way and was able to That's, just yeah. stay in new york or stay in la and just yeah. perform when i wanted to yeah and Have you, you ever done a late night set no but it's funny because i like I, I like i submitted for conan years ago and the notes i got back i was just like well 
I don't really care. Yeah. You know, this, this is this is the set I want to do. And if that's not yeah. what you guys want, then that's fine. I won't do it. And yeah. then very soon after, I started booking sketches on the show. And I've probably done that two dozen times over, oh, nice. over the last couple of years. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's so, so again, it does feel like the universe being like, you know, stand-up is great, but... And it's fine. Like, I don't need to be yeah. on tour constantly and, right. you know doing specials and so that just doesn't it seems all right but i mean it's just maybe that's not that's it's, just not where so i'm much, at right now or where yeah, i've been it's so much work also like the acting stuff you can sort of just go in and do your thing and you're done whereas stand up you're constantly having to craft your hour right and i with acting it's like you get a a couple takes yeah, yeah right you get a couple tries yeah, exactly we're yeah. like ah that kind of sucked let's do it again <laughs> I mean that's yeah. the, that's what stand up comes it's just you up there in a microphone like that takes a special kind of beast to be like I fucking want that all the time <laughs> like that shit it's a fight yeah especially if you're weird especially if you're like avoid if you're like not what people think stand up is like or whatever like yeah you know I got sick and tired right of there is yeah there is definitely a, a very I don't know what to call it but there's definitely a particular style of you know, people that aren't even necessarily comedy fans, they show up expecting to see what their their preconceived notion of what stand-up comedy is. Yeah. Yeah. That I definitely have never done. Yeah. Yeah. And have never been a fan of, really. Right. right. You know? Just sort of the spoon-fed. Don't yeah, just, and, you know, you can see some people have success with it, and I'm like, well, great, I don't... Yeah. I, that seems even worse to me. Then you're successful. Then you have to keep doing that shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then you, um, and then you become, I don't know. Um, yeah. Uh, so you, you have like a huge, but you always loved wrestling, right? Didn't you work for WWF a long, a long time ago? Yeah, I wrote there for a year. I was on the creative team. Yeah. And then from uh, October, uh, November um, 2011 until October 2012. And then I moved out here. Mm-hmm. And then, was that uh, is that your dream job? That sounds like a dream job to me. See, it's funny. It's like a dream job that I didn't even know that I wanted. had the dream. Yeah. yeah, yeah, or it didn't even seem possible or or feasible or whatever. There's so many comedians who are also wrestling fans. I don't. Yeah, I don't yeah know there that really crossover are. But really, about. it's like just. I mean, like it's what it's sports in general. You know, like some like I feel like, but specifically wrestling because wrestling has such a performative side to it. But it's also it's like sports and acting. It's like the perfect thing to get into. If you're yeah, right. it is yeah. a jock dude. Yeah, that might be it. Um, so you were saying before we started recording, you were you're pitching stuff with your wife. Do you guys do you guys work together quite a bit, or is this a new thing? It's a fairly new thing. I mean, we've we've come up with a couple ideas before, but um, it was kind of hard to collaborate. Yeah. And then we, we kind of just fell into a, you know, kind of the way that stand up should be, should be, quote unquote, uh-huh. of just just being honest and being more talking, just talking about who you are. And so yeah. we kind of figured out a way of, well, let's talk about our marriage and where it is and, and how we got to where we are type of thing. Uh-huh. And we just kind of tapped into something. Oh, so the the idea that you were going around with is something to do based on your marriage? Yeah, yeah, just okay. basically. Um, I love this. I mean, this is perfect. Yeah, yeah. Great thing to talk about collaborating with your partner. I love yeah. that. Is it weird? What's like? 
what what's the biggest uh conflict if you don't mind me asking um probably just worrying about hurting the other person's feelings <laughs> you know yep because it's because it's it's less we're we're less trying to come up with ideas and more like we're, we're less trying to you know create something and, yeah. and we're more trying to just be honest about what's happened in the past what's happened in our relationship and how we really felt at the time or how we feel about it now so it's 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 more of that you know trying to find the the that line between being like just rigorously honest and yeah and be but but not being brutally honest right you know no need to be cruel it's like exactly. take, it's like taking off band-aids all fucking day but you're like no i have aloe too like i'll just rub aloe on it but you're right. like constantly ripping off band-aids that's tough that's really uh, cool though i mean that's how you get that good shit is yeah because there's nothing i it seems that I mean, it's just the the truth is just so goddamn funny. Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, has your marriage changed in the past six years, and that's and that's what you're tapping into, or? Yeah, I mean, we had the kid, and I mean, really, what happened was we almost got divorced. Oh, okay. About you know a year ago. Maybe after we, the kid. After the kid. Okay. Yeah, and then like worked through that. And now we've kind of just come out the other side. It is that kind of weird thing of like, you know, walking through fire and then being stronger yeah. because of it on the other side. Yeah. So just, had you guys had you guys gone through stuff before or was this like the first time you guys have had ever had like a because you had been together for like 10 years, right? You said we've been together 10 years and there have been plenty of kerfuffles. You know, fu- yeah. Kerfuffles, you know, plenty of times when it seemed like it was over. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but I mean, this was. You know, I mean, we met with the lawyer and everything. Like, oh, it was, yes. was going to be done. Oh, yeah. that's scary. Was that yeah. the, the stress of the kid that added to that or just everything else? It was, um, uh, it was me, really, <laughs> okay. is what it was. Okay. Um, I, I mean, I'll, you know. 100%? Well, I can only own my side of things. Sure. You know. And what wound up happening is I uh, wasn't happy in the marriage and started uh, talking to girls on Facebook Uh that I definitely was not married to. Right. And and nothing ever happened. Yeah. But it was bad enough that when Glennis found it, she was like, you know, get the fuck out of the house. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what intense. were you looking for in those conversations on Facebook? Were you looking for an affair, or were you just looking for some the excitement you get from talking to a girl? Yeah, it was definitely oh. a high. Yeah, and it was also approval and affection. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, but it really it did turn into you know a definite like just getting a buzz off of it type of thing. Yeah, you know, because if I wanted to fuck around, I could just. Fuck around. I could, I could yeah. Have yeah. Fucked around. Yeah. Um, first um, of all, thank you for sharing that. That was really hard, I bet, to share and sharing it on a podcast. That's really cool of you to do. Um Hey, no, I mean I'm I'm very open about it. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean maybe it'll it could help somebody else. 
Yeah. You know. So you're talking to multiple women or there was just yeah. one girl in particular? Oh, okay. But I mean, there was one in particular that it was, you yeah. know, was <laughs> the biggest problem. Yeah. So basically an emotional affair. Yeah. And yeah, were yeah. you, were, the whole time were you thinking that, oh, like my relationship thinking, with my partner. No, I, was thinking, I was thinking, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, yeah. what the fuck am I doing? Yeah. at some point this is going to end and I don't see a scenario where it doesn't end badly. Right. Yeah. Either it's, you know, I'm like, I, we got to knock this off and they're pissed or I didn't really see a scenario where Glennis didn't find out about it, (laughs) but clearly there were, there were already preexisting issues that I wasn't feeling comfortable talking about or maybe we we just probably we weren't even in a place where we could talk about it yeah yeah um glennis and i so it was this was the best solution i could have come up with yeah um just kind of retreating yeah yeah and it's also very isolating i i i I realize i've isolated since i was a kid Uh uh-huh you know and very because it's so it's it's just me and a phone you know right very solitary right thing um and it just spiraled out of control. But the whole yeah. time, but the whole time you knew you were aware that you were doing something wrong. Like, the, like you weren't trying to like rationalize. It. Yeah, were you fooling yourself at all? I think maybe the only ras- ra- rationalization I would allow myself was like, you know, anytime there was a conflict between me and Glennis, uh, whether I started it or not, I'm like, oh well, she's being a fucking asshole. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So I I was totally justified in yeah. seeking affection affection somewhere else. Right. Did the other girl know you were a married guy? Yeah. 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 That's interesting. Yeah. She yeah. Didn't. I mean, the, is there? I guess there's excitement there for people who are like. I know, suppose it's so. A taboo. Well, I mean, it's I am. I, I realize how self-centered I am. Yeah. And just just the idea that somebody else f- would find me like desirable or attractive, yeah, yeah. is probably the biggest turn on <laughs> you could <laughs> yeah. throw in front of me. So that just the the just that gratification, and and clearly that's what drew me to stand up comedy too, because that it's instant gratification, yeah, right, you know? yeah. Um, so yeah, that was a big part of it. it. I mean, and plus it's very exciting and also like I'd been with I'd been in a relationship for a decade. So yeah. it's been yeah. It had been I'd forgotten what it felt like kind of the yeah, the new stages of the new stages right. the, the the excitement. Yeah. Which again like yeah. attention from someone that you're attracted to, you know, when someone who you're attracted to tells you that they're also are attracted to you is just like you know yeah there's that spark and you get into it and it is addictive it is addictive and it's also complicated yeah. by what you were talking about with the solitude of the phone and yeah um big time know, tinder all yeah. that shit like it's a big part of it it's so we're all just so lonely people trying to fucking protect ourselves that's the thing that like i feel like i've been realizing in the early stages of marriage and We've been together for seven years, my Drew and I. But I was just like realized it's like 
we love each other. We're committed to each other. But there's going to be times when and it's perfectly okay for us to try to, like, preserve ourselves or save ourselves in situations. And when both people are going through that at the same time, there's just no communicating going on at all and all kinds of shit break, you know. All kind of shit hits the fan when there's no community, like when people just aren't talking to each other. We we've gone through that. Right. Yeah. We go through that. I think people just you go through that. I think it's a part of a relationship. Yeah, I agree. Is and and that was what was happening with you too. You were there was not a lot of communication. No, there was no communicating. Yeah. Because clearly, uh, no, no. Yeah. And it, it was it was. I probably I didn't feel comfortable. I didn't feel comfortable expressing myself. Yeah. I didn't. I I think I assumed I knew how I would be received, um, and it just uh, it, it it just gets it got easier and easier to just retreat. Yeah, you know whether yeah. whether it was it was into you know girls or uh, you know uh, alcohol and pot. Yeah, you know. Yeah, that always helps. <laughs> Everyone, yeah. yeah, everyone's got their copers. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, it's, so so it all became a problem. Yeah. yeah. Um, and what was she retreating into? If you can speak for her. Well, there's a baby, right? I mean. Yeah, probably the kid. Yeah. yeah. You know. Um, and then, but I mean, also just going online. It yeah. Is, is, it's such a. It's such a drug onto itself. And it's also, I mean, and now, I mean, I'm talking for me, like the idea of control, not even the idea, the illusion of control, uh-huh. you know, because like now I can, if I'm going to get high or I'm going to get drunk or I'm going to, you know, uh, get excited because it, like because of this girl, it's, it's, it's all I'm, I can't control how I feel. So now I'm going to attempt to, Okay, you know. Yeah, I can't control my situation, so I'm just gonna leave the situation either by getting high or going online and yeah, you know, yeah. finding something to make me happy or just distract me or you know, more likely, you know, I'm pissed off, so I'm gonna find something online to be pissed off at. Oh, Oof. that's that's easy Ooh, to baby. do. Yeah, <laughs> Ooh, baby. you know, and then yeah. you get so, a, and, so. and you get attention from people, and that's just like. And it's yeah. it's a fucking it's a it's a very noxious combination, and I think it like it knocks you out. It really does this, like completely removes you from your life, and you and you right. don't and you don't see the damage that you're kind of causing to these to these people. And usually, you know, it's a it's a man who's doing all this fucking damage, and there's the closest person to them is there. Um, not to be so heteronormative, but it's like this is their wife or whatever. And like, you see that a lot in, in, uh, with athletes and, and entertainers and shit. And like, it's whenever, you know, it's tough. It's really, it's hard. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> um, is, uh, drinking and smoking something that you've, you try to cut back on or are you comfortable with it? Or is your wife comfortable with it? Uh, I had to cut all that out. Are you sober now? Yeah, so I've been sober the last fourteen months. Oh wow! Fuck yeah, yeah. Dude, good for you. Shit. Yeah. yeah, thank you. Um, that's huge. Yeah, because I mean, it was just um, you know, she found out, uh, threw me out, and then 
I was like, I got to, I needed a new life because the old life wasn't working. Yeah. So I was like, I, I got to figure out what the fuck's going on with me. So what do you do? What do you do when you're thrown out? Do you just go into a tailspin or do you immediately? I went into a tailspin for three days. Yeah. And then this was, this, this all happened. Uh, this happened the Monday before Thanksgiving. And so then this past year, so that, uh, uh it, last year, 2016. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So then uh, I went and stayed at my friend's place and I bounced around from couches and sometimes hotels uh-huh. and I, you know, couldn't get high enough, couldn't get drunk enough. Yeah. Yeah. And then finally that Thursday, Thanksgiving morning, I was like, uh, all right, I got to fucking sort something out. Yeah. Yeah. Did you spend Thanksgiving with her or were no, you alone? I was alone. Oh, that's Oof. that's pretty sobering. That's a good morning. day to get sober. Yeah, oh, yeah. that. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's that's a uh, that's a that's a that's a hard that's a hard rock bottom. That's a hard R on that on yeah. that uh, on that RB right there. That's, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm sorry, dude. I'm sorry you had to go through that, but I'm glad you're coming. No, I mean, I'm I'm happy. I'm yeah. happy that it happened. Yeah, yeah. You know, good I'm glad you. that it all happened because yeah. it's like. Uh, you know, I remember people telling me at the time they were like, "You're gonna look back on this as being the best Thanksgiving of your life." Yeah, yeah, I bet. And and they're right. I I do see that. Yeah, but I mean, I didn't see it at the time. I didn't even see it that week. I mean, it was like yeah, like Monday. So so I went to an audition and I'm sitting outside the audition, in the car, like half an hour before the audition supposed to start, looking at the script for the first time yeah. ever. Yeah, and I brought all my weed with me in a bowl. Because that's that's how you book a gig, and so I uh, I'm sitting there like trying to you know cram, and uh, she texts me and she's like sending me screenshots from Facebook. Oh. Could you do this? Don't fucking come home. Oh, that's when it hit. Yeah. Oh my god. And so then, uh, and if I'm being totally honest, like my first reaction was just such relief. Yeah, that like I bet. We, yeah, I thought like we, God, we can finally have a conversation now. Yeah, right. We can finally interesting communicate and yeah. talk about this and like the relief of it's over. Not even the marriage. Maybe, right. maybe at the time I was like, you know, because whatever needed to happen, it was. I was just happy that whatever was going. I was very unhappy, and yeah. I knew that it was over. And the facade was. Gone. I didn't have to hide anymore. Yeah. I didn't have to lie anymore. Right. And then my next immediate thought was, uh, well, thank God I brought all my pot with me. I don't have to go home and try to get it. So yep. <laughs> priorities. And, and it, exactly. And you didn't bring you didn't bring a bowl of weed or enough weed or, you know, quote unquote. Enough, all my all weed. All your weed. Yep. I've been there, dude. Yep. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, so did you book that audition? <laughs> Booked it. Welcome back to Book It. Well, that was the other thing is that I I was like, oh, thank God. I don't have to go to this fucking audition now. Yeah. Oh, you just bailed? No. Then I emailed my agents. I was like, something came up. I can't go. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. (laughs) That's uh, classic. Yeah. Wow. That's uh, And then you just went on a a little booze train for a few days until Thanksgiving? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, literally, it was like just smoking the pot like 
nonstop. And I'm like, yeah. I am not getting fucking high. Yeah. yeah. Immediately, I hadn't smoked cigarettes in like three years. Immediately started smoking cigarettes again. Classic. Yeah. Just throw it all I was like, in. Fuck it. It's, it's all, yeah. It's all going yeah. down. And that feeling, um, that feeling of not being able to get high enough or drunk enough is the low. It is like the loneliest worse. thing because for yeah. like because this is the thing that you have relied on for like the sure. longest time as your one thing that you could always just rely on. And then it's just like, it fucking, it, it deserts you too. And you're, you're yeah. just totally. Yeah. Cause it works. It, it's a great solution. It works yeah. great. And then, and then all of a sudden it stops working. Yeah. And I was like, Oh fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Did she, d- does she drink or smoke? Did she have an issue with your, uh, um, substance? Well, uh, she, uh, she did. She did. Um, and you know, like like classic, you know, she would tell me, and I'd be like, I wouldn't hear it. Yeah, I'm fine. This is the way I've always right. been. Yeah, and and it's actually my getting sober and us getting back together and us being more honest has actually led uh, her to getting sober as well. Oh, yeah, interesting. Yeah, because that then then we really started having the most meaningful honest uh uh conversations we've ever had and like 10 years in really getting to finally know each other yeah i'm like i'm like oh wow and and being in a place of we're not going to judge each other or run away yeah right where we can actually by being this honest with each other actually help each other yeah you know and be like oh no i never knew you did that or oh no i never knew that that happened oh wow like yeah yeah because it's you know the circumstances can be different but then once we get down to like our feelings it's like oh god we feel the exact same way yeah a lot of like a lot of like oh man you you felt like you weren't mad about like a lot of like you weren't mad about that i thought you were mad about that and that's you were gonna be mad about that so i did this other thing and then it's like no i wasn't mad about that and then it's like oh well (laughs) look at all these like look the windshield's gone already because all the fucking cracks man yeah right well i've also realized how codependent i am oh yeah just, me too me too yeah, just, yeah. Just very trying to people please or just yeah just being paralyzed with fear that no one's gonna like me and yeah oh yeah you know tr- trying to control that yeah it's um because it's crazy i've i've never felt like i've known who the hell i am yeah oh really both on or off stage you know because yeah. i remember i had a manager at one point who was like you know, I, I taped like this 45 minute hour thing and I was like, here, check it out. This is awesome. And she watched it and she's like, yeah, I watched it. It's really funny. Um, but I don't know who the hell you are. Yeah. Right. After watching it. Yeah. She's like, like, I wouldn't leave the show with a clear picture of because, you know, it's like that comedy thing. We don't like have a clear point of view. Have right. A, right. And when she said that, then I was left with, well, I don't know who the fuck i am so yeah. why, how am i supposed to do that on a stage can yeah. i just be funny yeah right yes can i just go up and no no yeah well that's that's always a good thing that managers are really can be really clear about because they're the ones who have to sell you and pitch you so they have to think about like right what's what's you know what's the right. log line on matt exactly how, how do I sell right. them? yeah 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 um yeah which is the worst them. part because like you should be able to go out there and be just funny for funny's sake and that be your whatever 
yeah. who you are, who or who like the audience sees that you are or whatever. But like, that's never going to be that's never going to happen. Yeah, right. It's also usually two different things. Like you, yeah. you think of yourself as one way. And then you don't, oh, well, you don't yeah. realize you're walking out there and they see, it's, you know, I realized I, definitely different since I'm moving out here. I like did a bunch of uh, I've done a lot of like hosting at clubs for people, which is like really cool. Like comics have come through and like host and do the 20 minute thing. And then like there were so many uh, one person laughs I got over the course <laughs> of like I would do these weekends and like my best, biggest of best jokes at one point. Uh, without fail, at one point in the wedding or wedding, <laughs> Freudian slip. <laughs> one point in the weekend, um, it would just hit one person, and like nobody else would have like, oh, this is just going to be me. That's just going to be me for the rest of my life in stand up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And they want the people. It's gonna. They want the crushers. Yeah, sure. But I mean, it's also some of them. They don't have a fucking clue as well. Yeah. Like we. Like, yeah. like I remember having a meeting. Um, when I was like trying to uh, develop a show, right, and then uh, they were like, "Well, what's well, what's the point of this show?" And I'm like, "Well, it's me, and I'm and I'm really funny in the show, you know." <laughs> and they're like, "No, that's you, that doesn't work." Like, yeah. You know? yeah. And so I was like, "Well," and 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 I wasn't satisfied with that, and probably I still am not satisfied with that. Yeah, because I I, I said to this one guy, I was like, "Well, what?" He's like, "Well, what kind of shows?" Do you like to, that you think are just it's about the guy and it's funny? I was like, well, right. like Louis isn't really about anything. It's 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 him, and then it's kind of yeah. I was like, so what 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 do you think Louis is about? I right. said that to this right suit, <laughs> and he goes, it's about. This is exactly what he says. He goes, Louis is about. He's a dad, and he will do anything for those girls. <laughs> And I'm like, I don't, okay. I don't think we can work together. <laughs> yeah. That is, that, I, that's not what I I'm like. I, I have never told that story to anyone and had them been like, yeah, no, that's no, exactly that's what that show's that's about. Yeah, no, because yeah. that dude just made that up on the spot. That's the first yeah. thing that popped. And I'm also, I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, <clears throat> have you ever watched no. the show? Yeah. Again, I think people like that have to be able to sell shows. Yeah to their boss that was the other thing is yeah because now i'm like now i'm relying on this idiot who doesn't know anything yeah like he's gonna sell the fucking show yeah yeah yeah, yeah. because it's like because also did you like they'll say that yeah i watched the show like did you watch the show or did you just cram six episodes in like 30 minutes right you're on your phone the entire time like you didn't watch you just saw well this is yeah well this is also the same guy like i had like a one sheet for a different idea and he's like well i think what you need is that and i'm like yeah that's on page three yeah. <laughs> Thanks for reading it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, well, just mm-hmm. page you know. three. Oh, that's I do a understand good. the that they have to compartmentalize things. And just, sure, like, they have to reduce. The they trouble. have to reduce everything down to a fucking to like a uh, an MRE. They have everything has to be a fucking yeah. capsule right. that you can yeah. fucking pour water on later. Otherwise, they yeah. can't fucking sell anything because they're trying to. All right, I can't. I'm getting too better. <laughs> Otherwise, they're going to try to fucking. They can't sell it to anyone. Yeah. Um, let's go back. Let's go back, um, to your wedding and, yes. uh, mm-hmm. and, and the proposal stuff and that whole ball of wax. Did Good you get idea. married in New York or LA? We got married in New York. Yeah. Okay. What, how was your proposal? How'd that go down? Uh, the proposal is, is a funny story. Uh, the, 
Well, I'll go back a little bit. We had already been living together. We probably dated for a year and moved in together. And then, um, so this is 08, we moved in together. Uh And then we got engaged in 2010. And there was somewhere in there, 09, let's say, we took a trip to Mexico. And I didn't know this at the time, but... um, I found out after when we were having like an awful fight that I didn't know why we were having this fight. All her friends had put it in her head that I was going to propose on this trip to Mexico. Okay. Which I did not. Yeah. And like the last, the very, like we had like dinner on the beach. Yeah. This whole fucking thing. Like the last night was dinner on the beach. <laughs> it really looked like you were going to. Looking back now, I, I'm like. <laughs> You know, just desperately, just trying to be romantic and have like, you know, this is a great trip. Yeah. And then it's like, oh. That's really funny. It always sucks that they put that in. Because then then, she couldn't even enjoy it on a vacation level because she's just like waiting for this thing that that never came. Right. But I like the idea of you guys being in this like paradise type location in like a perfect proposal moment. Like mm-hmm. keeps on coming, yeah. and you keep on like batting it away, like this, like well, you're just start oblivious. Yeah, <laughs> you're ready to go home. Oblivious. Yeah, yeah. I'm like no, this. I mean, yeah, this was great. I'm like, I did everything right. Yeah, like I nailed it. Right. Still not enough. We go back to the hotel. <laughs> this is this is amazing. We're leaving the next morning, and she goes out. She's out on the balcony, and I come out on the balcony, and I say to her, "I'm like." I think I already know the answer to this question. Oh, no. But <laughs> did you have a good trip? <laughs> and I'm like, and, and, and I remember the look on her face and just being like, ah, oh, he's sad we got to go back. Wow. I'm like, you're so, I'm like, what's going on? You're so bummed that the, the vacation's over, huh? Yeah. <laughs> and then that whole week back in New York, it was just on edge and fuck and i was like what the f- and you had fuck no idea it? you had no no idea. then she finally fucking said it yeah yeah and i'm like oh well fuck them yeah 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 Ugh. that yeah i mean that ruined <laughs> did you and then did you like replay everything like uh back in your mind like yeah. all the moments where she <laughs> yeah like, i'm like uh, with i mean eyes? to be fair to her friend it's not completely her friend's fault it's society's fault for planning that shit into their head and they kind of like and movies the movie proposals. Yeah, right. Yeah. But yeah. can't you just let someone have a vacation? Oh, yeah, no. Can't we just go on I fucking don't... vacation? No. Yeah. Not if there's going to be so an it was, you know. Yeah. So, so that was hilarious. So then, yeah. so then, so then it's like, so now I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, well, f- when I'm going to propose, it's not going to be some, you're not going to fucking see it coming. Yeah. <laughs> Now you're you know, all mad. Like it's yeah, I was pissed. I was pissed yeah. because I'm like, I'm not gonna propose to you because these fucking yeah. chicks are like, oh it was just this whole So uh 2010 uh Fourth of July week. Um my parents uh, my whole family still lives in Ro- Rhode Island and in the town where my parents live, Bristol, is the the oldest Fourth of July parade in the country. Okay. Whoa. So I was like, 
uh, all right, here's what we'll do. We'll, we'll drive up. We'll rent a car. We'll drive up to Rhode Island. And I tell you what, we'll do like a mini vacation, just us. We'll stop halfway there in Old Saybrook, Connecticut. Hey, I've been there. Cute little town. Beautiful. Yeah. And we'll stay there for a couple of days and then we'll keep going and then hang out with my family and, and, and see, uh, you know, all them. Mm-hmm. And she's like, great. So we go. And so now I'm like, okay, I got the ring. Even buying the ring was crazy. Oh, it's the I worst went, part. It was it, it was it was stressful and it was like you know I had a figure in my head of how much I was going to spend mm-hmm. and uh, my manager at that time was like knew a, a, a jeweler uh, somewhere downtown in New York in the village or somewhere uh-huh. and so she actually went with me to go get the ring as I'm walking we're walking from like the subway or whatever to the jeweler random woman on the street stops me. And she recognized me from TV. She goes, I know you. You're on TV. You make me laugh. You're a star. (laughs) And every time I see a star, I give them a four-leaf clover. She goes in her bag. She's got four-leaf clovers that she's laminated. What? With the park, (laughs) the the name of the park where she found them. And she hands me a four-leaf clover. Holy shit. That is so cool. Is that crazy? Are you an actual leprechaun? She, I know. she goes, you're a star and you make me laugh. Every time I see a star, I give them a, a four-leaf clover. And they were every laminated time I see, and labeled. Laminated and labeled. She goes, every time I see a star or a policeman or a fireman, I give them a Oh, okay. So it kind of broadened out. So I'm like, all right, you know, all right. They are heroes as well. I don't know if they do as much as I do. How many four-leaf clovers is this lady finding? That's the other thing. I'm like, how many fucking firefighters do you see in a day walking around Manhattan? Seriously. So... And does she have one for every guy on the engine? She's constantly. No, she's just magic. That's a magical. That's an actual magical person that you ran into. That's made of magic. (laughs) I looked up the odds once. It's one in 10,000. A four leaf clover? Yeah. Okay. So she's spending, she's full time for Full time. She's, this is, this is what she does. Yep. So then we go and I find like the, like I'm looking at, this ring, I'm like, oh god, these prices are kind of nuts. And then, like, I turn around and I see a ring from across the room, and I think, because like Glennis loves disco, and I'm like, I kind of look like a disco ball the way uh-huh. that it was laid out. And I thought, I'm just that's the perfect ring. And I'm like, I'm just gonna go over and just for a laugh. And I walk over, and it was the exact price that I had set in my head. Wow, like exactly. And yeah. I was like, that's fucking crazy. Perfect. Yeah. So then I got that, and it's also it's from like the uh, the the twenties. Oh, nice! In the nineteen twenties, yeah. And the way that it's it was it was it's cheaper than it's probably worth. The woman explained this to me because the way that it's that it's laid, or however they call it, the so, way that it's mounted, yeah, is you can't take the diamonds out. So they couldn't, they can't take the diamonds out without damaging them. So it, it truly can't be appraised at its actual worth. Oh, right? cool. Yeah. So I was like, fucking A. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take your discount diamond ring. Yeah. Yeah. It's too big. It won't fit. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I also had it in my head, I was like, okay, this is great. So then once we're married 10 years, the, the ring will be 100 years old. I'm like, that's kind of yeah. perfect. Yeah. So, uh, uh, we drive to Old Saybrook, and I've I've I found this hotel right on the water, right 
looking on uh, Long Island Sound, like mm-hmm. you can still kind of see New York across mm-hmm. the water. And I get like the biggest room they have, like I guess the honeymoon suite, like a, uh-huh. like a big fucking suite. Yeah. And we check in. We go in the room, and Glennis is like, wow, this they have huge rooms at this hotel. Like, she's still not putting it to the, the girl who's yeah. been, you didn't propose to me here. You didn't propose to right, me in Mexico. Right, you, right. You're, you know, doesn't have a clue. All the rooms are these giant suites. Like, I can't believe this. these rooms are huge. <laughs> so I was like, immediately we put the bags on. I was like, let's go take a walk. Let's go take a walk down by, like, the water or something. Mm-hmm. I wanted to, like, go down by the water. So we walk down to the water, and we're just sitting, like, on this little wall. And I mean, it, it it was just insane how like it just kept falling into place. We're by the water. There is a single white swan just in the water by itself, just <laughs> floating around. So I I go and I take off her sunglasses, and then um, now she's like, "Wait, what the fuck's going on?" Mm-hmm. And then I get down and I can't like get the fucking box out of the bag that i've been and then i finally get it out and i propose and she said yes and then we're both crying and then we go back inside we tell the the woman at the uh the check-in desk like she he proposed yeah and she's like oh well we'll set up champagne yeah Yeah. oh man so we go back up to the room and and this is crazy because this hotel is like on a marina because and I know Glennis, she doesn't like being on boats. She gets very seasick, but she loves looking at the names of boats, uh-huh. which is fun. You know yeah. what, what's this boat? That's called? fair. Yeah. She goes and she's like, "I'm gonna look at the names of the boats." And she opens the the curtain. She looks out the window, and she's kind of like, <sighs> she turns around. She's like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "What? What? What am I doing? I'm waiting for the champagne." What? Yeah. She's like, "How'd you do that?" I'm like, "How did I?" What? The ring? I mean, she goes, no, like what? And I, she's like, wait, you didn't you didn't do that? I'm like, what are you yeah. what are you talking about? She goes, look, I look out, it's a whole marina full of boats, but the way that the angle is, you can't see any of the names of any of the boats except for one. Uh-huh. And the name of the boat was She Said Yes. <laughs> oh my god. It's a fucking insane wow. it's that it's the it's the four-leaf clover yeah it's and the then you right saw, yeah and then you saw that lady with the four-leaf clovers like jet skiing <laughs> off into the right world, into a green sun away. that's right she's just waving slowly from the from the she bow floats up into the sky yeah. and she pulls like she's fishing and she yeah. pulls the line and it's a, just a bushel of four-leaf clovers <laughs> And then, and, then, and then Liam Neeson is just nodding slowly, like his face is the sky, and it's just yeah. be amazing. Yeah, yeah. She's wearing a swan hat. She was the swan. She was. <laughs> she was the swan too. <laughs> wow, I love that's that. pretty great. Uh, yeah. So that was that's that. Yeah. And, and so then the wedding was in New York. We got married in Queens in Long Island City at the um, the Foundry. Okay, that, that was actually great. Um, it. It was on an episode of Girls, apparently. Someone okay. told okay. me that. Big wedding? It was a pretty big wedding. I think we had... It was like over 200 people. Oh, that's really yeah. good. Um, I mean, we drank the fucking place dry. Mm-hmm. Like, all the fucking... I mean, people were shithoused at yeah. my wedding. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's like, good. Yeah. yeah. All, the, all the Jameson was gone. All the Guinness was gone. Yeah. Um, the fucking... I, like my parents' friends were just 
I mean, people were housed at my wedding. <laughs> One of the groomsmen shit his pants. He was so drunk. Oh yeah. Wow. Like they were walking yeah. to the to the after party, and he just stopped in the middle of the street, <laughs> in the middle of the sidewalk. <laughs> my buddy Timmy's like, "You all right?" And, and he just he he just stopped functioning, and he picked him up, and he's like, "This guy just shit his fucking tuxedo." Oh, wow. Um. <laughs> good night. I mean, one friend, he was like, we had to get him out of there. He was so drunk. Um, like we took him outside and he started wandering away and he, um, got somehow the door to the, the caterer's van was open. Uh oh. And he got in the, um, the front seat and he was trying to, he was like on his back trying to kick out the windshield with both feet. No. That's okay. just how far gone he was. Holy yeah, shit. Out of control. Wow. Like at one point I came outside my one of my parents' friends, um uh the wife, she was leaning against a tree. And I go, Mrs. McLaughlin, you all right? How you doing? She just looks at me, she goes, Find my husband, I have to leave now. <laughs> Mrs. So, McLaughlin was not doing great. That, yeah. We kind of lot of lot of I, the McGinns, the McLaughlins, yeah. the McNamara's, yeah. the <laughs> A lot of Irish folk at the wedding. Wow. We don't have a lot the of Mc, people talking the about like a rager wedding. We haven't had like a rager wedding. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. Oh, God. One of my one of my groomsmen, he couldn't even drink at the wedding because he got so shit-faced the night before oh, the oh, rehearsal yeah. dinner. Classic. Oh, yeah. He that drank would... like a, a couple bottles of wine. And in the middle of like drinking all this wine, he just goes, he remarks, he goes, I love drinking wine. This is my new thing. <laughs> and no. then demolished. He... I don't. Uh, most people didn't even notice it. He snuck out during the vows, during the ceremony, and ran outside to vomit. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. he was still hungover from all that. He wine? said he didn't feel right for about nine days, and he hasn't had red wine since. Wine drunk. Did you yeah. guys go to a, a wine guys, drunk? Was the ceremony in a church, or was that? No, like- it was. At, it was at the venue. It was in the foundry. Okay. Our friend um, Katina married us because she actually introduced us, and. Because what happened was is um, uh, Katina and I would do two-person sketches uh, in New York. And we had a show at Rafifi once that... And it was, again, it was around 4th of July. It was it was um, the day before 4th of July. So it was the 3rd of July. And then Glennis and I went on our first date on the 5th of July in uh, 2007. Nice. <clears throat> and what happened was um, nobody showed up to the show because it was... It was 4th of July, just nobody was in town. Yeah. So, uh, Glennis and a couple other uh, uh, comedians, they, they, they had come to the show to hang out, but we're like, no, fuck it, we're not going to do the show. So, they went and did karaoke, and I went home. And Glennis said that, she, I, I don't really remember this, but she said that I was like, all right, well, if anybody wants to come to my apartment, uh, my apartment, I lived in a base, the basement of a house in Queens. Uh-huh. I was like, if anybody wants to come to my place, I'm going to be smoking pot watching Ingmar Bergman movies. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, so then that night, Katina called me and she's like, guess who has a crush on you? Nice. And and I love bringing it up. Glenn has had a crush on me for six months before she said anything to anybody. Oh, really? The poor thing. Oh. She couldn't help herself. Just <laughs> a Bergman comment. So then I, I had a, like a, a, a piece of paper, just a random scrap of paper, and I wrote her number down on it. And there was honestly something inside of me that I was like, oh, man, I'm going to marry this girl. Really? Yeah. Because I thought she was amazing. I thought she was gorgeous, hilarious, and way out of my league. Yeah. I was like, there's no fucking way. Yeah. And then to find out, like, she had a crush on me, I was like, oh. 
like we're gonna get fucking married so i always kept that piece of paper that i wrote a number on Uh so at the wedding i actually wrote my vows on the the other side side, on the on that piece of paper yeah that's beautiful yeah so we had katina marry us she had she had done another friend's wedding ceremony so we're like okay this is perfect she she knows how to do this she introduced us It's, Uh it's perfect we get through the ceremony. We come back down the aisle. We go upstairs. And now we've got the paperwork. We're filling out the paperwork. My brother's my best man. He's witnessing it. Uh, my sister-in-law, she's the maid of honor. She's witnessing it. Uh-huh. And then Katina comes over. We're like, okay, we're, we just need you to sign. And she goes, oh, I'm not ordained. <laughs> oh, no. And I'm like, we're, we're discussing that now? Yeah. She's like, oh, I thought you guys knew. And I'm like, so we didn't just get married? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well she can jump on the universal life church that takes like five minutes is that what you ended up doing no we we went to city hall like yeah. a couple days later oh really that shit for real yeah and i was That's so bummed so my, my, you still need two witnesses my brother had to go back to rhode island oh, my sister-in-law at least lives in new york so she was able to be there uh-huh. and then the guy who married us was the, the other, other witness. witness yeah yeah she got oh. carried away she was too intoxicated by the fact that she'd gotten you to- right Two together. Again. A different kind of intoxication was right. being yeah. had. Well, wait, didn't you say she had done another ceremony? Yeah. <laughs> How did that? Did they not get married either? I guess they went to City Hall too afterwards. Oh, all right. Or beforehand. Some people are already married before the, yeah. the ceremony, which I, I was already found. married. It's interesting. Yeah. Well, we did. Yeah, we were like six months before our ceremony. Oh, wow. That's wow. That's a minute. Yeah. It was insurance stuff. We got on my insurance. That's I cool. didn't, yeah, um, I didn't know that until like... We'd already started the podcast, and like one day he was like, "Oh yeah, we, we've been married. We've been yeah, married." Yeah, yeah. I was like, "Oh, cool." Yeah, for before each of our weddings, it was this podcast was like a play by play, week by week, leading up to it, kind of thing. Yeah. So, what date do you consider the anniversary? It's a great question. Mm. We're gonna figure it out this year, I guess. We either do June twenty first or October fourteenth. Which are, isn't that interesting? Yeah, you could have two. We might just do two. You could have two. We sort of did two, like yeah. mini moons. So. Yeah. You know, we're wringing all we can out of this thing. Yeah, why not? You know, it's great. You can do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. You don't have to do shit. No. You have gonna, to celebrate it. We're going to celebrate in August for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> the halfway point. <laughs> yeah. Um, we got to wrap this thing up. But uh, just we, we we like to get people's advice of those who have been through before. You've mm. already given us a lot of good stuff. But as far as wedding planning goes. It. Yeah. Yeah. As far as wedding planning goes, um, were you very involved in the planning itself? Yeah. I mean, you know, Glennis took the the reins on it, but um, uh, there was, uh, it was very, it was very equal. Mm-hmm. As overwhelmed as either one of us might have felt and feeling like, oh, well, I'm doing everything. Mm-hmm. Um, it was very much the two of us. Uh-huh. So like, you know. We found a, a caterers who, like, they did the flowers as well, and they did the booze. They oh, did, nice. you know, yeah. it was everything. Like, yeah, nice. We really, we had the venue, and then we had the catering, and then that was it. I mean, we had, a, oh, God, the limos. <laughs> In Queens. Not, okay. not a reputable company. Okay. The gypsy limo company? <laughs> I was just going to say, like, a gypsy cab company. I mean, the type of place that, like, when everything's being sorted out before we paid... Anytime we called, we could get the head guy. Yep, it's all taken care of. But yeah, the day of when we're like, where the fuck are the limos? Call. No, he's not in. We can't. 
<laughs> Nobody around. How many limos did you get? Just like wedding party? And yeah, the- and just the one limo. You just wanted yeah. one limo. So one picked up the bridal party. Yeah. And took them. Because they, they, they were at the, the honeymoon suite. Uh-huh. We, we, I forget what the hotel was downtown that we, yeah. you know. And then me and the groomsmen, we were all at my place. Yeah. Making fun of Steve because he's still vomiting wine. Right. <laughs> there is one picture. Like, we went up to the roof of our building and took pictures of all the groomsmen. And then it, well, there is a professional photograph of Steve vomiting in a trash can. <laughs> oh, wow. While one of my neighbors is sunbathing off to the side. Perfect. <laughs> It's amazing. But then we're waiting for fucking ever for the fucking limo to come yeah. get us. Yeah. And it's like. Late for your own wedding. And then we're just fucked. It's like, well, what are we. Then he never came? No, he came. He wound, it wound up being he got us first and then went and got them. I mean, it was just, it was fucked. Yeah. So your advice is hire a reputable limousine company. Yeah, just don't. Don't just hire the first one that you find. Is that, how did you find him? Just the Google uh, search? You know, not to throw her under the bus, but Glenn has <laughs> found the limo people and just booked them right away. Okay. but How was the limo itself? Was it like a nice car? I don't remember much about it. It was it was a limo, you know. I always, there's something funny to me about like Great question. old limos. Oh. Like an old limo. It was, it was modern. Okay. Yeah. Because like, you ever see an old limo around town? It's just like. It's completely the opposite of what you want to say when uh, you're in a limo. Like one a the, limo one, from like the mid-90s or something. Yeah. Oh, like yeah those are the best. With the, with the whale tail. With like, the, yeah, yeah. With the, the little yeah. yes. the boomerang antenna. thing in the back. Yeah. Um, one of the meth houses I used to do meth in back in the early aughts uh, had, a, go. Had, a, had a limo on the property that never moved. Just sitting there? Could, it was, yeah. It was like like this kid's dad's or whatever. <laughs> Um, and it was just there. And this kid, like this kid that I used to do meth with, like lived on this like huge kind of plot of land. And there was just all this like shit to get into. One of the things was like, we just go and like smoke cigarettes inside of a limo. (laughs) Pretend you were, pretend. Yeah. But it was like a 90, like late eighties, 90, like early 90. How was it inside the limo? It was really nice. Cause he used to spend a lot of time there. I do have one more question. Did you do you still have the four leaf clover? I do. Uh, great. I still have the four leaf clover. I still have and I and I wrote the, the date that she gave it to me on it as well. Nice. Yeah. Great. Still got the vows and you yeah. know, still got the marriage. Yeah. Yeah. It's that it's We've that been clover. through it, man. We've really you. been through it. Had you not kept that clover or run into that witch lady? I know. I mean it, it's it's that stuff. It's and then it's we've been through so much. Yeah. So much. Yeah. And we've gotten through it all that it really it came down to maybe we're making a big mistake, you know. Right. And so let's, you know. Because, you know, my, my parents are still together. Her parents split up when she was eight. Okay. So it wasn't even a, you know. Yeah. It was like, do we stay together for the kid? Or like, maybe, right. it's, maybe it's better if we don't. Right. Because I have friends who, you know, grew up in, in you know, divorced parents. And, uh-huh. Like my one buddy that I was staying with at the time, he was like, he's like, eh, you know, my my mom lived in one house, my dad lived in another house. I got two Christmases. I thought it was fucking great. Yeah, right. I was like, ah, oh, these suckers having one Christmas. They're the fucking yeah. <laughs> yeah. But well, uh, yeah, that's. I mean, yeah, you really have to have the conversation. Just like, hey, 
that that's nobody's you know it's not worth either of our time to just right on this thing if it's right because i because that was the other thing i'm like well if we're just going to be at each other's throats all the time then yeah no this is not a good situation for our son right. to be in yeah um so then it was just getting through all of that and then you know just really finally getting to just finally truly get to know each other and appreciate each other yeah. and just really be able to fall in love all over again to stay in love yeah i mean it's just well that's great i'm glad yeah. you came out the other side i'm really lucky before yeah, yeah. i'm really lucky yeah and thanks for being so open about it hey man i got plenty of them all right i got more stories <laughs> <All right. laughs> well, we'll get eric back on the horn we'll have you back sometime to talk more about it I love it. Uh, Matt McCarthy, thanks for doing it. Thank you for having me. Whoa. 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 That was, that was loud. That's, that's, you're being loud. Whoa. Stop that. I'm just trying. I'm trying to. Okay. I'm letting off the. I mean, that was, that was fantastic. That was Matt McCarthy. Thanks once again to him for joining and being so goddamn candid and open. Right, Eric? My. My my favorite part about that talk was that uh, his wedding was so fun, and there was like this yeah. whimsical, crazy, like with like the Irish, the uh, leprechaun lady before with the shamrock. Clover. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, but then before before we got to wedding time, it got it got a little real, and marriages are real. Is every day. That's the thing. Uh, and every every day, where you got to show up to work every single day, whether you like it or not. And uh, even even with two kids like them who are seem destined, but through every step of the way to getting married and getting engaged, it seemed you know of course this is the thing they should be doing. Even people like that, you got to work at it, and it's uh, it's like you said, you got to go to work every day because it's not going to. A marriage is like a marriage is like a uh, a baseball field. Okay, you got to take care of it. Oh yeah, you mean you, like a greenskeeper? You got you got to dra- you got to drag you got to drag that big thing over the dirt. Mm-hmm. Um, if mm-hmm. it rains, sometimes it's going to rain, It'll and rain. usually in marriages, the rain starts yeah. from the dude's dick. Yeah. Uh, and when that rain starts, you got to get the tarp on that field, baby. Get the tarp on the field. We got a rain delay. Might be delayed for a few hours. Might be delayed for a few minutes. Might be delayed all day. Come back, make up that rain. Make delay. it up tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> but the uh, metaphor loses. Yeah, loses. But yeah, it, that, I mean, that holds up. That is. That's what it's like. But I mean, you know, some, some games just get canceled, and yeah. you play 161 games, and yep. Uh, but glad to, glad to hear that the storm clouds parted and they are working yeah. things out. Eric, uh, yeah, great talking to you again this week. I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope we have more milk to dispense next week. What's the number? Those wet heads can f- get wet and stay wet on hashtag get wet hashtag stay wet. So that number is six two six seven six five forty nine ninety five, or you can email us at groomzillas at gmail dot com. That's right. Also, of course, as always, hit us up on at Groomzillas on Twitter and at Groomzillas Pod on Instagram. We are on there fairly regularly. And uh, I'll tell you this, um, it's not going anywhere. So just give us a follow. No. Give us a follow. Give us a follow. It's going to be there for a while. And uh, thanks for listening. This has been Dan Gill. And I'm Eric Dorian, And this has been... Groomzillas. Groomzillas. <coughs> I love you, Eric. Goodbye. I love you, Dan. Bye. Forever. Dog.
This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.